0: The Democrats admit they'll never let a good crisis go to waste, Trump calls to end sanctuary cities, and Alyssa Milano comes out against Joe Biden. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news together. Now let's get into this. So breaking, one of the leaders of the Me Too movement, Alyssa Milano, is now coming out in support of Tara Reid for her accusations against Joe Biden for the assault claims. Will more from the Me Too movement join in? And Alyssa Milano said this. I had to actually find her tweet Uh, roaming around the internet because she actually has me blocked on Twitter because for calling her out in the past. She said, I'm aware of the new developments in Tara accusations against Joe Biden. I want Tara, like every other survivor, to have the space to be heard and be seen without being used as fodder. I hear and see you, Tara, hashtag me too. Now, here's the difference. Obviously, she is edging towards more of believing her, But this is still a big change-up from their original believe-all-women-at-all-costs stance. This seems like a more tamed stance than previously. So I don't know if she's just doing this because she got massive flack for not holding true to her own standards and being biased. Uh, So this way... She can use the Me Too as a as a political weapon because that's what it seems to have been. It was pretty much founded to be a political weapon and it was used as such because the standards aren't applying to the left and the right equally, which is clear. It could be her just caving to that pressure or it could be her just looking out for herself now, just trying to get back into the headlines of the news by coming out against Joe Biden to try to keep the movement relevant. Now, this is what the headlines have been reading about her recently. So posted uh, two days ago, Biden accused of Tara Reid trashes Alyssa Milano for defending candidates. So that was two days ago, Tara Reid was coming out. Then this one was from four hours ago. Alyssa Milano got called out by Tara Reid over her hypocritical support for Biden. Then another one, um, maybe we should listen to Tara Reid after all. And then it goes, but I'm still endorsing Biden. (laughs) So she's... uh, Yeah, it it seems like it's not a fully holding effect. It seems like she's just covering her own butt. But hopefully this creates enough of a ripple wave effect to get the mainstream media to start covering it. Because what we've all seen is the mainstream media is totally trying to shovel this Joe Biden situation completely under the rug to completely just defend him. Because obviously now they really can't use it as a political weapon because it's against their own. We can use it against them. And we are. Trump discusses bailing out the states with the stipulation to end sanctuary cities and turn in the illegals. Listen to this. It's amazing.
1: What the states is, we're not looking to recover 25 years of bad management and to give them the money that... Uh, they lost. That's unfair to other states.
0: Trump's referring to right now that there are some states that over 20-something years racked up a bunch of debt, got themselves into bankruptcy, and now they're asking for a payout using COVID-19 as as the reason to bail out the entire state for decades long of useless spending. Trump is calling that out right now.
1: Now, if it's COVID-related, I guess we can talk about
0: it. That's That's... Important to note, if it's COVID-related, the money you need, we can talk about it, about you getting your money. But he's also pretty much saying, if it's not COVID-related, we ain't, don't, don't expect too much.
1: But we'd want certain things also, including sanctuary city adjustments, because we have so many people in sanctuary cities, which I don't even think are popular, even by... Radical left
0: folks, because. And that is true, because if you're going to get money from the federal government while breaking the federal laws and the federal rules, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. If you want money from the feds, you're going to have to do something in return. You're going to have to actually run your city, run your state in the interest of the feds if you want to get hundreds of billions of dollars in bailouts, which is something I agree on.
1: What's happening is uh, people are being protected that shouldn't be protected, and a lot of bad things are happening with sanctuary cities. But that's just standing up here answering this question. That's one of the things I think about. Uh, if we were going to do something for the states, I think they'd probably want a uh, something having to do with sanctuary cities, something having to do with other different points that we can discuss uh, a little
0: bit later on. And that's another important factor. It's because these – if – Trump was to give these bailouts to these states. Most of the money is going to go to the illegals. Why would we want our federal tax dollars to go to illegals? Why would we want our state tax dollars to go to illegals? Why would we want our city dollars, if you're living in New York City, to go to the illegals? Because that's what they're going to spend the money on. So Trump is 100% right here. If you want money from the federal government and your sanctuary cities... That is the number one best stipulation, and you know what? If I was President Trump right now, I would say to Governor Cuomo, "You want that 150 billion dollars to bail out your whole state and the sanctuary cities right now, and never bring them back." You want to know why I would I would agree to that? Because it gets the job done. That will save more lives than anything else you can think of. Because once you get those illegals out, boom, you clean up the streets. Boom, your economy starts booming. Boom, minimum wage just goes up naturally because the competition is a lot lower. You don't have illegals coming in doing the job for $5 an hour because an employer wants to pay them $5 an hour and not the 15 or the 12 or 13 whatever it is in New York. To do work. They'll rather pay them off the book for five, seven, six bucks an hour, whatever it is. So the illegal immigrants are the problem, are the Democrats' problem. The Democrats they want to solve spending problems. They want to solve minimum wage problems. They, they want to solve these problems while keeping the illegal immigrants in that are part of the problem. You you almost think to yourself, why? Why do these Democrats want illegals in? And I think there's a bunch of reasons. One, they want to eventually convert them into voters for the Democrats. Two, it's the moral and the right thing to do. And three, because it creates more problems, it creates more government reliance. These Democrats, they create problems, and then they tell their Democrat voters to vote for me. I'll fix the problems. But they created the problems in the first place. It's this vicious cycle of reliance and of B.S., that these Democrats keep doing, and they're just keeping it rolling, keeping this going. So the sanctuary cities need to end. If I was caught housing an illegal immigrant in my house, feeding them, paying for their health care, I would go to jail. But when governors and mayors do it, nothing happens. Why don't the standards apply equally at a political level as they do at an individual level? Now, I want to talk about some of the cases against lockdowns, because these Democrats think that we can just keep hiding in our house until the lockdowns go away. So I tweeted out a bunch of great things. Keep hiding in your home like the virus will magically go away by the time you come out, because it won't. If you still support lockdowns, you are an actual moron. I want you to play it out. We stay on the lockdowns. Let's say let's say in imaginary world, we stay on the lockdowns for one to three months. Then what happens? There will be no cure. There will be no vaccine at that point. What is the point of lockdowns then? We're not flattening the curve any more than it already could be flattened or that it is right now. We're not in any threat of hospital overcapacity or medical resource overcapacity because we have portable hospitals. None of this is in threat. So what's the point of lockdowns? Lockdowns to combat COVID-19 is like burning down your house to kill a spider and the spider is still alive. The doomsday model said 2.2 million will die from COVID-19 in America. If we update this with the real death rate. Of 0.15%, maybe even less. We're looking at about 100,000 deaths at most. That's if we readjust the original projection models that said uh, 3-5% to 5% death rate. If we readjust it with the real death rate. And that might be shooting for the stars too. It's time to rethink the lockdown orders. And it seems like no politician is calling for that. It seems very important. Now, the lockdowns were originally about flattening the curve so hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. Now they seem like it's more about destroying the Trump's economy than anything else. Because we're now at the point where the, the whole narrative for lockdowns has completely changed. It's not about flattening the curve anymore. Now it's about just saving everybody's life like like i don't i don't know it's a little bit too much for the left to comprehend these these types of ideas all that they see on a graph on a chart is a number going up and a line going up and they're comparing the line of the u.s to the line of italy to the line of spain that's it just a line going up oh look the line of the u.s is higher than the line of italy than the line of spain than the line of this that's all that they know It's just line on a graph going up let's break it down Let's add context to those lines. Let's adjust for population. Let's adjust for who done more testing. Let's adjust for all these things. Now let's adjust for lockdowns. And what you'll find is that it's not as simple as just a line going up. To think that you can stop an outbreak, a virus outbreak, to think that you can stop it with lockdowns is actually moronic. It's like trying to stop a tsunami with the little sand castle you made at the beach. It's Mother Nature. Mother Nature's gonna plow right through that no matter what. And you know what? Obviously, that sandcastle's not gonna delay it. But maybe you build a bigger sandcastle, eventually it's gonna plow through that sandcastle, and you're just delaying the inevitable. If vaccines and a cure was a month away, I would say, you know what? Yeah, let's bunker down for a month. Let's slow this thing down because we know we can save lives. But with hospital resources, not at threat, with no cure or vaccine on the horizon at all, lockdowns are actually pointless. Let's not even get into the doomsday theories. We can take that out. We can say, okay, you know what? You think that this is a doomsday? Okay. You think the death rate is 3.5%? Okay. Still, explain to me how the lockdowns are going to prevent any of this. It's not. Even if you play by their own game and their own fake facts and their fake data. They, you see Biden promoting all the time over, over Twitter or when he talks. They actually think, well, I don't think Biden actually thinks. He's purposely mis- lying and misleading to his uh, half-retarded voter base. But they're promoting this narrative that this whole thing could have been avoided. How? Every country is dealing with it that's above the equator. Obviously, the warmer the countries get, it seems like there's less and less outbreak, almost like the virus dies from the sun and the heat. But regardless, all the countries that are above Mexico and Africa are dealing with this crisis. It's not even a crisis. It's a crisis of lockdowns. I'm sure China's loving this right now. This is exactly what they want, to see a whole, the, all the first world completely destabilized because of fear, not even because of a virus. Think about it. Listen, I think it was what, what are the total death numbers? The total, the total deaths right now for COVID-19 with the massive inflated count is not even a quarter million. Out of eight billion people in the world, not even a quarter million. And there's three million confirmed cases. How, how is this a crisis? This is some flu numbers. And you know what? the flu is pretty bad. But none of this is massive lockdown worthy for multiple reasons. One, it is not doomsday. For the second reason, two, what is your... Even if it was doomsday, even if every projection that you said about the lockdowns were correct, that's based in grounded theory, there's still no point, no reason at all. And I sound like a broken record because I see this all over, over Twitter, and it is driving me mad because these people don't have the mental capacity or the brain functions to properly understand any of this i'll tweet out look italy's death rate's going down uh, their death is going down look sweden uh, it's hard to tell sweden right now because they're they're so delayed but i'll be look italy's death rate's going down oh that's because they did lockdowns oh <laughs> they did lockdowns see see lockdowns work there, there's no correlation from the lockdowns and their death rate going down at all. If you're going to do anybody tests over in Italy, you'll probably find out that close to half the population was already infected. You know what? In, in Sweden, I was reading an article. In Sweden, there was actually lockdowns in one specific case. You know where they did the lockdowns? At nursing homes. You know where still the majority of their deaths came from? Nursing homes. The healthy population is fine. It's a nursing home epidemic. There's no point of having healthy people like us stay locked inside for a virus that's affecting nursing homes. It's idiotic. It's asinine. And that's why this is all about crashing the economy and all about control and all about political wins and all about attacking Trump than it is about saving lives. Because there's no there is a zero case scenario where lockdowns actually save lives. The more the days go on, the more people will die as a result of lockdowns, because they're not saving anybody. Hillary says it. She says, never let a good crisis go to waste. Listen to this. Uh, And then it needs to be part of a much larger system that eventually and quickly, I hope, gets us to universal health care. So I I can uh, only uh, say amen to everything you're saying, but also to, again, enlist people This would be a terrible crisis to waste, as the old saying goes. We've learned a lot about what our absolute frailties are in our country when it comes to health justice and economic justice. So, you know, let's be resolved that we're going to solve those once you're elected president. It's funny because we will we will say these things like the Democrats never let a good crisis go to waste. We always say that. And we're just mixing their intentions with what they're doing and what what's going on. It's never that 100% confirmed thing that actually came out of the horse's mouth until now where they actually... Hillary Rodham Clinton actually says it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And you know what? This lends more weight to the fact that they're keeping this crisis going specifically for political purposes. And Hillary just showed her hand. She's exposed what the Democrats are doing and how the Democrats are using it. They're never letting a good crisis go to waste. Exactly what they're doing. And they're going to keep this going because they see this as they see this crisis as an opportunity. They don't see this crisis as a crisis that something has to be dealt with. They see crises as opportunities. What could we do out of this crisis? We can crash the economy and hurt Trump. We can crash the economy and as a result, people will be more reliant on government. We could use this to push for universal health care. Um, we can use this to push for UBI. Hmm. So they're seeing this crisis as, oh my gosh, this crisis is a godsend for socialism. And they're looking and they're they're strategizing what they can push out of this crisis. And they're going to try to push as much stuff for their own political agenda as they can. This is not a COVID-19 crisis. This is a lockdown crisis. And this is a crisis of politics because these politicians are playing games with a crisis. And they're artificially creating a crisis. They know they got the media in their back pocket. They can just send out all the BS fake information that they can that even contradicts the previous information. And they know that the Democrat base, half of America, is too stupid to catch up and realize the BS that they're feeding us time and time again. And they're all in cahoots with each other. You can't trust any of these experts. You can't trust anyone in the media. You can't trust anyone in politics. You can't trust anyone but yourself. I would rather trust a random person with a Twitter egg, Twitter account than any of these politicians, than any of the media. And we need to learn, how, as a as a society, we need to learn how to critically think. And that's what separates us from the Democrats. The Republicans know how to critically think. The Democrats don't. Because if you knew how to critically think, your conclusions will come up Republican 99% of the time. And even that, that's that 99% of the time... <laughs> You're literally, that's, that's not even the survival rate for COVID-19. The survival rate for COVID-19 is even higher than that 99%. Don't know how that's relevant, but that's just part of critical thinking. You can figure that out. So the hashtag Open California Now is trending and it seems to be filled with dumb liberal leftists who have no comprehension and understanding that there is no crisis in California. Listen to this. Open California Now. It's not safe yet, you derps. It's not like anyone wants this S to continue any more longer than it has to. California will reopen when it's safe. Until then, wear your mask, wash your hands, stay 6 feet apart and shut the f up. Effing children. Okay, let's let's look at the data. California has no COVID nineteen outbreak. Out of a population of thirty eight million, only one point eight thousand deaths, and they're mostly from nursing homes. Now here's the data: confirmed cases forty three thousand, deaths seventeen fifty five. There are, and it seems like the majority came from Los Angeles, which is nine hundred. Out of the 1,800 deaths, about half of them come from Los Angeles, which is one city. It's also, I'm assuming, the most dense city. And then number two on the list is Riverside County with 119, then San Diego with 111, then Santa Clara uh, Clara with 100. It seems like there's almost no outbreak out here, mainly because it's not as dense as New York City. The weather is a lot warmer, so the spread's going to be a little bit slower. And also, if you want to look at more of the data, it turns out over 4% of Los Angeles has already been infected if you do the antibody tests. And let's compare it now to the rest of the country. Keep in mind, California has the number one population out of all of the country. So when it comes to total cases, they are ranked one, two, three, four, five. They'll rank five out of total cases. And, you know, the margin from number one is New York, 300,000, California, 46. You know, that, that range margin from the top three to after that is huge. Now, let's not just do it by numbers. Let's do it by total cases based on the population. It seems like they're below the average, and it goes all the way down. So let's count it up. 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, <laughs> 33, 1, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. I believe it's 39 if I counted correctly. They're rank 39 on cases per 1 million population. And I already did the math for deaths per 1 million. It's about 31. So they're rank on the bottom tier, well below the average they're towards the they're at the bottom tier. They're in the lower 20 states when it comes to this outbreak. But you know what? All this thinking, all this thought, all this research is too much for these dumb Twitter checkmark accounts to comprehend and understand. Look, I tweet this out. The state is ranked one on population, but eighth on COVID-19 deaths. What I just said what I just said. Some idiot goes because we've been on quarantine, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so have those other states that are ranked above. I'm going to write that down. So have the other states ranked higher. What is your point? Seriously, what is your point? uh, that's That's what these, when this is the, this is the problem. Because we know lockdowns are useless, and we know this virus isn't as bad as it was. So it's like, I think I said this analogy before. You're gonna die unless you flick a light switch every day. So every day you wake up and you flick a light switch. Look, I didn't die. I'm still alive. Um, I, I like, look, I'm alive. I, I don't think the light switch has anything to do with it, with why I'm alive. Are you sure I should keep flicking that light switch? Um, you are flicking the light switch, right? Uh yeah, and you're not dead? Uh yeah. So the light switch works. What are you saying, you dummy? That's how the whole logic of lockdowns work. They present something that's not a problem. They make you believe it is a problem. They tell you what you have to do as a solution to the problem. You then do the solution to the problem and your outcome comes. As I guess the solution worked when the problem wasn't even a problem to begin with. This is too complicated and too hard to understand for the left because they live in this blindsided world where they just believe everything that they're being fed. They're they're little sheep. These people are actually sheep. They can't comprehend any of this. Yeah, let's see um, what some people are saying. Miss Krasenstein. This is one of those troll bots that got deleted. My good friend is in an emergency room in Central California. She just saw that Open California was trending and begged me to ask my followers to get hashtag Don't Open California to spread. She said it's horrific here. What are you talking about? Obviously, if you're in an emergency room, I'm sure there's people dying in there. That's an emergency room. You're dealing with car accidents, heart attacks, cancer, whatever. You're dealing with all this stuff. Just because you're in an, an, an emergency room where everything bad that's happening in the state converges into that one room. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the reason why you shouldn't, you shouldn't open the state. Why don't you go there when COVID-19 wasn't an issue? You want to know why? I've been in the emergency room in California when COVID-19 wasn't an issue. And I can tell you this much. It is scary. Any emergency room is scary at any time because they're dealing with the worst stuff. Let's go through some more of these stupid comments. We are not ready to open California. Here's how people in California can understand how to properly physically distance themselves in the meantime. And it's just a bunch of like surfboards and beers to stay apart. (laughs) Haha, y'all can open California now if you want. I'ma stay inside at home and socially distance for at least another three months. Personally, I don't sleep well at night thinking I I could be contributing to the spread of the virus that can kill a more fragile relative than me call me a snowflake you you're worse than a snowflake you're actually a fucking p c i'm trying to censor myself two things i don't understand or want open california now the sheer number of k-pop clips on twitter well you're right about number two but this is actually this is actually ridiculous it's these people don't have the this is the problem in our world We have half the country are actual idiots, and they're voting electing other idiots who are going to do idiotic policies. And we're stuck in this loop. We're trapped. Us Republicans, we're trapped, especially when we're living in these Democrat states and these Democrat cities like me, for example. I live in the two most Democrat states and two most Democrat cities. I'm bi-coastal, New York City and Los Angeles. Lord help me. I am stuck. I am surrounded by idiots. And you know what? When we come across a Republican, it is like a breath of fresh air because we're both complaining about the same stuff. We're both complaining about the same BS. And it makes you feel wanted. It makes you feel like, oh, this is somebody I can relate to. This is somebody I can talk to about the nonsense and the stupidity going around around me. It needs to end. People need to wake up. I'm starting to get to the point you know what? Everybody should have the right to vote, but not everybody should vote. And I'm talking to the Democrats. If you're going to be a Democrat, at least be an informed Democrat. Because I could understand the different points of views. I could understand when people just have a different way of thinking. But with these Democrats, they're just not even taking reality into account. Where they're working off their fake data, their fake statistics. They, they can't think. Like, it... it I'm just rambling on about the same crap over and over again. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to The Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, The left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, Also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. I'll, you know, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I I, pro- I probably have COVID nineteen. I'm probably sick and dying. So yeah, thank thank you for tuning. I I appreciate you. Go listen to another episode. If you listen to this this far, then then you need help. You need to go to my other episodes. Peace out.